Hello everybody, I'm Liam from Liam Hartner 4 H. And I'm Jake Madison from Pro Trackers. And today we have our um second special guest. He's also from 1057 the fan, but we'll get to know him a little more here in a second, Mr. Alex Woodward. He's a producer and uh, radio host at 1057 the fan. So I think we'll start off and we'll we'll ask we'll ask some questions. Uh, Jake, I'll let you I'll let you go first. Um Yeah, I wanna know um how did you like develop like what did you start with? Um like when you uh, start producing? So I started as an intern when I was in college. Um, I went to Anne Arundel Community College and I was gonna transfer right. to a university. And my instructor suggested I go to a trade school. So I went to the Broadcasting Institute of Maryland. They taught us hands-on experience with broadcasting, um, behind the scenes, in front of the camera, in front of the microphone, all that stuff. Um, so through that, I got an internship with 105.7 The Fan. Um, I just made relationships. Th this business, it really helps to know, uh, know people. So you guys know me, you know right. Mr. Tim Barbales, so you, get, you can always use us as a reference moving forward. Um, but that's what it's all about. I made friends while I was an intern. They seemed to like me. I worked hard while I was there. And I just kept applying when they had openings and they eventually let me in. And since I knew people, um, they helped me move faster into the producer role and better better job opportunities and everything. It all helps with relationships. Um, but yeah, it started with my internship. And then once I started that, I was doing like weekend overnights. So nothing glamorous, but you know, you gotta, they call it cutting your teeth in radio, uh, which basically means um, it's not fun, but you have to do it for a certain amount of time. And then once you go through that, they give you something that you actually like. So yeah, that was basically the path to uh, 105.7 The Fan. And I'm very grateful to still be there as a producer. So, uh, this is kind of veering off topic a lot, but what did you watch a lot of football growing up? And if so, what was your favorite team that you kind of followed? Uh, you guys might cringe at this, but I grew up a Redskins fan. We're a Washington football team fan now. Um, so, it was, it was hard. <laughs> there was a lot of misery. Um, but my mom was a big fan growing up, and my grandfather was an usher for the team for about oh, 30 nice. years. Um, so they had deep ties to the team. And that was back when they were good. I was born in 92. Yeah. Um, I was born in September of 92. They won the Super Bowl in February of 92. They oh, you didn't close. get to experience it. Yeah, no. I, maybe I jinxed them. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they haven't been good since. But, you know, that's, that's the thing of fandom is, you know, sometimes you're born into it. And I could certainly just say, hey, well, I'll just put on a Ravens hat and I'm a Ravens fan because they're good. But... Yeah. You know, diehard fans, you, you stick with them. So I'm hoping eventually I have some uh, brighter days, but yikes, they have not <laughs> been fun. Right. Um, so just kind of like the same as Liam's, I want to know, like, what was your, like, favorite player, like, when you were growing up? Guessing on the Redskins. On the Redskins, it was Sean Taylor. Are you guys familiar with Sean Taylor? I am. Yeah, yeah a little bit. All right, Google him. It's S-E-A-N, Taylor. Just Google search that, YouTube highlights. He is one of the hardest hitting safeties you'll ever see play the game. Um, in 2020, they've changed a lot of rules over the past 10 years. So you won't see those kind of hits anymore. They are penalties, but back then it was legal. Yeah. He was really fast. He hit really hard. He could play against the run. He was really talented in pass coverage, which made him so special because you guys are familiar with Ed Reed, right? Right, Ed, yeah. They call, him, they call him a ball hawk. And that's what Sean Taylor was. Not only did he have the size and he could run you over and every time he came near you, you got scared. Um, 
but he could also make plays getting the ball and going up and not only getting an interception, but running back and, um, you know, taking it to the house. Or he would do the laterals that Ed Reed would yeah. do where you're like, no, 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 and then it works and you're happy. So, yeah, he was an electric player. And uh, sadly, he died at a young age. Um, so we didn't get to see him live up to the full potential. But he was my favorite growing up. Okay, um, so I think those were it for our questions. Now, um, we have uh, our week 17 game picks uh, this week th- for this week. I, I'm actually, I think we should start off with some with a with a game that we won't go too into depth uh, into now, uh, but we'll kind of next segment we'll continue on. But um, Ravens versus Bengals. I'll let you start, Mr. Alex, and we'll uh, go to Jacob, and then I'll finish. Um, it's pretty simple win and you're in for the playoffs with the Ravens and they're certainly not going to look past the Bengals. We remember three years ago when Tyler Boyd caught that fourth and 19 pass for a touchdown and that was just heartbreaking. And then the Bills ended up going going into the playoffs. So I think they're going to come out focused. They're going to be aggressive. I hope they just keep running the ball down their throat because it seems to work every time they play the Bengals and it doesn't matter who their opponent is. If you just keep running the ball, whether it's Lamar or Gus the Bus or J.K. Dobbins, um, that's how they win games. When they get away from that, that's when things get close. And it's all about getting an early lead for the Ravens. And the Bengals, they're not world beaters. They're not going to the playoffs. Joe Burrow's injured. Uh, Their offense is is awful. Um, So just get an early lead. Let that defense get a couple turnovers because they are really good at forcing a turnover. And you should walk away with at least a two-score win, I would think. I mean, I have expectations of at least a 10-point win. I don't think this is a close game at all, but we've seen crazier things happen. Last week, the Browns lost to the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say the Ravens, too, because um, all they got to do is run. I, I think if Lamar tries to throw in this game, um, he can get himself in a situation where he could lose because we saw what happened against the Steelers, but the Steelers were a little, like, beaten up. Um, but um, I think, yeah, um, just run the ball, and if you run the ball, then you're going to win. That's what you've been doing in these past uh, games, and if you run the ball again, then you're going to win. That's all you got to do. Don't make it complicated and for for the ball deep downfield just all you got to do to make into the playoffs is run the ball you can worry about that once you make if you even make it into the playoffs i agree i'm gonna go ravens on this one as well i think that the ravens are gonna win and i'll I'll give my score here next segment but i i really think that the ravens like you guys said need to run the ball i've seen over these past couple of weeks um we've seen jk dobbins and gus edwards both um just having monster games. I mean, you've seen um, both of them have really long receptions, or really long runs. I think it was it was either last week or two weeks ago when you saw Gus Edwards have that same kind of play that J.K. Dobbins likes to do, where he uh, gets in all the holes and gets past everybody and gets a really long uh, run downfield. And both of them like to do that in certain situations, and we, we try to do that every time they come out on the field. And I feel like J.K. Dobbins, every time he comes out and he does something special, um, I think that he's one of the best running backs that uh, this one, one of our best running backs this year. Mark Ingram hasn't been very special, hasn't been the running back that we've trusted in and hasn't been the real leader that he was last year. So I think that, uh, and I'll get into this here next segment too. I think that 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 they aren't that he's not going to stick around for too long. But I think it's going to be a Ravens win if they uh, run the ball 
um, in the first quarter and keep things simple. Um, you need you need to keep things simple, or else if you try and do this complicated, fancy stuff, then you're going to lose games. But if you continue to do the right thing, continue to do it consistently, and continue to win games, then I think we're going to um, make it far. Atlanta and Tampa Bay is uh, is our next one. Uh, I'll take the Bucks. It doesn't matter if Tom Brady's starting or not. Uh, the Falcons, you could spot them 17 points in any game, and they'll blow the lead. <laughs> so I'll take the Buccaneers. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Buccaneers too, even though I will probably go with the Falcons. In it's, it's, it's hard because sometimes the Falcons can surprise you, but they come up by such a big league and the lead, and then they blow it because of their defense. I think if they had a better defense, they could win some of these games. But I'm going to go with the Buccaneers um, no matter what because um, – I think the Falcons, their defense just—they can't get stops, and that's what you need in football. So, um, yeah, they won't be able to stop the offense. Um, at least a ten-point win or something like that. Um, but I think Matt Ryan will try to keep it close, but it's not gonna work out because of the defense. I'm gonna—I'm gonna say this. Now you're looking at a 4-11 Atlanta team that almost came back and beat Kansas City last week. Um, it was a close game all the way through, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna still go Tampa Bay in this one. Um, I I mean, if if Tampa Bay can get a lead early, then I think that that Atlanta's done. I mean, if if Tampa Bay even like you said, if Tom Brady's getting in there or not, if, if I mean if they play even the second string team, I'm I'm going um, Tampa Bay because if they can get a lead early um, and pass the ball against the secondary that isn't isn't the best secondary they've had this this season. I mean, it's not. Um, the best they've had. So I'm going to go uh, Tampa Bay. Okay, so our next game is Dallas and New York. Now this is a this is a going to be a pretty good game. New York is a is playing better as of late, but got beat last week. Dallas won, so I mean it's, it's going to be a close one, I think. Yeah, it'll be an interesting game. There's a lot on the line. If the Cowboys win and Washington loses, the Cowboys are in the playoffs. If Washington loses and the Cowboys lose and the Giants are in the playoffs, uh, there's all kinds of things that can happen. It's what's exciting about this week. Um, the NFC East has been terrible, but at least we get excitement in Week 17. Um, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Cowboys. It pains me to say that because I'm a Washington fan and I'm not supposed to pick them in any games. But Andy Dalton seems like he's getting in the groove with that offense. Their wide receivers are so good. I mean, they have the best wide receivers in the division. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is a star. He's so fast. Amari Cooper is one of the best route runners. Um, Zeke, if he doesn't fumble the ball, he's still a great running back. Um, So I think talent-wise and on offense, they should be able to outscore the Giants because Daniel Jones, he's one week removed or one week further away from that injury to his hamstring. But – I'm not sure if he's fully healthy, and even when he is, he turns the ball over. So I'll take the Cowboys. I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, that Washington wins this week so Washington gets in the playoffs and that Cowboys win won't matter, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm going uh, Cowboys too because um, I don't think New York can score points, and that's that's they just the, – I don't think their offense is good enough even with Daniel Jones. Um they can be a bad defense. Now, I do think they're, the Giants could keep it close uh, because of uh, the Dallas rush defense is not that good. And if they run uh, Wayne Gallman a lot, um, they could get downfield and score. But I think Dallas' offense, um, um, Andy Dolan's more experienced than Daniel Jones. And um, I think he, he's going to handle the game well and just uh, try to 
throw the ball to his wide receivers and uh, make sure he wins the game. Now, I'm going to go Dallas, too, and I'm partly a Dallas fan. I, I go with the Ravens every single season. Now, the Dallas, I'm, I'm more of a bandwagon fan, you could call me. Uh, oh. I'm, I'm, st- I'm sticking with Dallas this year, even though they've had ups and downs. Um, I mean, they've been, they've been playing okay. I'm going to take them in this game because, you know, like both of you said, Daniel Jones really can't put up enough points to take a lead early or take a lead at all. I think Dallas is going to force these turnovers. I've seen in these past couple of weeks, CeeDee Lamb, he's had some amazing catches. Amari Cooper, he runs those routes well, beats his, beats the secondary, and is usually wide open downfield for a, for a great gain. He, he, I think he's had a lot of yak yards this season. We've seen both of their wide receivers have great catches on the sideline. They can get out of bounds when they need to. So I'm going to go Dallas. I, I like their offense. Their defense isn't really uh, what it should be. But if, if they can outscore the Giants on offense, I don't think that their defense will really um, matter. Okay, so our next game is the Jets at New England. And I, I can guess what everyone's going to pick, but I'll, I'll see if, if anyone surprises us. Those poor Jets. Those poor Jets. A couple weeks ago, they were supposed to get Trevor Lawrence, so then they messed around and almost beat the Raiders. Then they took that away, or I guess tanked it away. So then they were closer to getting Trevor Lawrence, but then they beat the Browns. So, um, yeah, it's just, I it's the Patriots. <laughs> uh, if the Jets beat the Patriots, Bill Belichick is going to be throwing more than a phone on the sideline. Yeah, but it, it's the Patriots all the way. I'm I might actually go Jets because the Jets they beat. They beat the Rams. They just beat the Browns. Now I don't know. I, I don't think like the the team basically like you can't just say they don't want to win, but like you can't like you have to at least put some effort into the game. And I don't think the offense is good enough on New England. I don't like Cam Newton, and I don't think Cam Newton is good enough to make his way downfield. Now I do think that Sam Darnold could, and I think I just think they come out strong and they win this game. The Jets, but because the Jets, the Jets, they're they're winning some surprising games, and cl- clearly the Cleveland's better than New England. So I'm gonna go to the Jets too. I'm I'm gonna side with the Jets. I like their all. I like their offense. Or I, sorry, I like their defense a lot, and I don't think Cam Newton's been putting enough uh, putting up enough yard or enough touchdowns in terms of. Uh, uh, rushing touchdowns, and you saw New York Jets, the Jets last week. Uh, they got to the quarterback quick, and Cam Newton, he doesn't like to get to get rid of the ball as, as quick as some of the other quarterbacks in the league. Um, I mean, he gets he gets rid of the ball. Uh, he takes longer to get rid of the ball than um, uh, Baker Mayfield does. So if if the Jets can win this game on defense, then I'm sure that they can put up somewhat enough points to win this game. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good game. I mean, I'll I'll be trying to um, look at that scoreboard. I'll be scoreboard watching for that one. I'll see, but I, I think that um, the Jets are gonna win because I like their defense. I like their pass rush especially, and their secondary is okay. Um, I mean, I think they did. Did they have a pick last game against the um, against? Cleveland? Um, I'm not sure if they got an interception, but they did force a fumble against Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So I, I do like their defensive line, and I, I like their secondary a good bit, but I don't think that it's it's necessarily the best secondary in the league. But I'm still going to say if they win this game on defense, then they're, they're taking this game. Okay, our next game, it's another one at 1 o'clock. 
uh, Min- Min- Minneapolis, not Minneapolis, Minnesota and Detroit. Um, I, I really think that Detroit, I mean, they, they haven't been playing well as of late. Minneapolis has uh, been kind of hit or miss over these uh, past couple of weeks, but I'll see what you guys say. That's a tough one because Matt Stafford's been playing through an injury to his hand. Who knows how healthy he is. Um, and on the other side, Dalvin Cook, his father passed away, so he's not going to play. And he's their best player. So they're both kind of without their stars. Obviously, Stafford will probably play. Um, I'll take the Vikings just because they still have Kirk Cousins and they still have a healthy Justin Jefferson. And Jefferson's amazing. And he's been almost better than Stefan Diggs with the Vikings when it was Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs the past couple years. So um, I'll take the Vikings. It, it should be, in my opinion, a high-scoring game because I don't think either of them have a particularly good defense. But I'll, give, I'll take the Vikings just because I think Kirk Cousins healthy is better than Matt Stafford not healthy. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Vikings as well because um, I like Kirk Cousins better than Ma- Matthew Stafford. But I don't think he should have been paid all that money because he's not that good of a quarterback. But I definitely think he's good enough uh, to beat the Lions. Um, I like their wide receivers, Adam Thielen and um, Justin Jefferson. Um, I think they have a good rookie, and um, I think um, he'll shine in this game. And, um, yeah, it's the Vikings because I don't think Detroit um, – on offense, could be able to hold up, or the both defenses, because the defenses um aren't that good. Now, um, like you said, I think it was Stefan Diggs, his father, um, passed away. Like you said, so he won't be playing in this game. It was uh, Dalvin uh, Cook. Dalvin Cook. I, yeah. Man, I'm getting I'm getting mixed up, but um, <laughs> they have some great great wide receivers that I've seen play really well in these past couple of weeks. They've been putting up a lot of yards um, in terms of wide receiver position, but all year you've seen Dalvin Cook play well. Uh, he's been one of the lead fantasy scorers in every game thus far. Um, so I mean, to be honest, if uh, if they can if they can still run well enough even without Dalvin Cook and if they can still use their pass game relatively well I mean I like Adam Thielen um a great bit I think that he can um that I I think that he can put up a a lot of yards against the Detroit team that I don't like their defense I don't like um Minnesota's defense either but I think that it's going to be a close it's going to be a, a close game in terms of defenses but I like the uh, Minnesota offense better uh, against the de- defense of the Detroit Lions that just hasn't been good at all this season so I'm going to go uh, Minnesota okay another game that we'll be especially looking at for Ravens fans Pittsburgh at Cleveland that's a tough one because Cleveland they have the coronavirus situation going on with four receivers um, that are, I guess they didn't test positive, but they're in contact tracing, so they're not with the team. They're blaming them. They're blaming those guys for why they lost to the Jets. Um, and now they have two more people that tested positive today, and they had to shut down the facilities. So now they can't practice together. So they got to practice like we're talking to each other through Zoom. So I don't know how much that impacts their game plan. Steelers, they're not starting Ben Roethlisberger. They're letting Mason Rudolph get the start, which is interesting because. It kind of signals to me they don't care if they win or lose. Um, So with that said, Browns need to win that game to get into the playoffs. Steelers, they're in no matter what. I'll take the Browns. 
you think the Steelers are going to intentionally lose this one? I heard this question on Vinny and Haney, I think it was, or Inside Access, either one. But um, there was a question coming through. Do you think that the uh, Pittsburgh is going to intentionally lose this one? I I know that that there it'll be close, or that that I I don't know that they will because they'll still be playing the six and three. Um, game anyways with the Ravens so uh, what do you think on that one I don't think anybody intentionally loses like you don't go in the locker room before the game and say all right guys let's fumble the ball let's let everybody get a sack let's throw as many interceptions as possible let's lose this game let's get blown out by a hundred that's not the speech before the game everybody wants to win these guys are getting paid they're professionals they've lived all their lives up to this moment to go out there and succeed so it's not like they're going out there trying to lose but benching ben roethlisberger kind of signals that hey we're okay losing it's it's not that big of a deal we're in no matter what and mike tomlin basically said as much he said we want to get an extra look at some of our younger guys we don't get a bye week this year like we normally would if you had the two seed so if they win they have a chance at the two seed but they still don't get a bye so essentially they're treating this as a bye week for ben roethlisberger because he hasn't looked great over the past month and a half two months Um, besides that second half against the colts last week he's been awful so maybe they're hoping letting him rest Maybe take a step back and look at the game plan and look at some film. Maybe that helps them in the playoffs. Um, But no, I don't think they're purposely trying to lose, but they are putting out a less than good product out there. But they still have a chance to win the game. Just because they're second stringers and third stringers doesn't mean they can't perform. You're right. I I agree. Yeah, I I think I'm going to go with the Steelers because I don't think the Steelers want the Browns in the playoffs. I think it's just like one thing. I don't think the Steelers want the Ravens in the playoffs either, but um, Ravens are most likely too. But I think if they get an opportunity to knock the Browns out, I think they're going to try. But I think also sitting Ben Roethlisberger is not a good idea for them because I feel like you saw what happened with Lamar last year when they sat him in the Steelers game and then he got the buy, so it was like two or three weeks and now um he might be rusty when he comes back in the playoffs so we never know what could happen we'll have to see what happens with uh him in the playoffs um but um i'm gonna go with the steelers because i think the defense is gonna play good like you saw the jets defense did pretty good against the browns and um they made baker mayfield fumble at the end so i think the Steelers defense is gonna uh, do some work in this game and pull out the win now we see Cleveland coming off a bad loss to the Jets. We saw their offensive line not perform at its top ability, and you saw them lose to a frankly bad team. We thought it was a bad team coming into that game. But Pittsburgh is on the same level, not if better than the Jets. And um, I mean, Pittsburgh lost to the Cincinnati Bengals, and that was a horrendous loss. I don't think they're going to. Uh, that they're going to intentionally lose this game, like I, I've I heard a couple of times. I think that they're gonna not dance on logos like they've been doing. I think they're gonna put their hard hats on, get out there and play some football, and not worry about anything else. I think if they play this game right and they use their awesome defense to their power, uh, then I think that they can win this this game almost single handedly, like the Jets did. Because I mean, they have a great defense, and I'm not taking that away from them saying they're a bad team. But they just haven't been playing well. I don't know. I don't know what it could be. Um, but I just—they just haven't been playing well. Um, so if they can 
squeaking a win here. I think that that would be awesome for the Steelers. They're already the they already won the division, um, so I I'm I'm kind of contemplating that them them uh, winning this one. You saw uh, they're sitting Ben Roethlisberger, so I mean. I still think they're going to win if they win if they play really well on defense because Cleveland, you saw their offensive line can't play well against the, a really good defense, letting the pass rush in and all. So another game at one, our last one at one o'clock p.m. Miami and Buffalo. This is going to be an interesting game. Miami coming off of a win against the Las Vegas Raiders, which made me so mad. That was one of the worst plays in sports history. Why I? Uh, I never mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain from from yelling at Miami for a minute. Buffalo, I mean, frankly, having one of the best uh, wide receiving cores in their division. Um, I, I mean, I've heard people say they make they make the Super Bowl this year, but I'll see what you guys think on this one. It's an interesting game. Um, yeah, the Raiders they blew it. That was that was horrible last week. Horrible. Uh, Terrible. Fitzpatrick. He brought out the Fitz magic. That was cool. But, I mean, you can't let a guy catch the ball 40 yards down the field and get out of bounds. And you also can't add a face mask on top of it to put him in field goal range. I mean, it was terrible. If You you could have lined every single player on defense along the sidelines, and you would have won the game that way. Because if they catch the ball, they're in bounds. You, you make sure they don't go out of bounds. The game's over. So that was insane. Uh, but to this game... Bills and Dolphins, uh, very big playoff implications because the Colts will be looking at that game because they need a loss from multiple teams and a winner of the Jags to get in. So that has a a big impact on it. As far as the Bills playoff seating and everything, it doesn't matter. Um, So are they going to come out guns blazing or are they going to take it easy? I don't know. I haven't seen anything about Josh Allen uh, getting benched or being rested. So they'll at least play a half with Josh Allen and the starters. And I think the Bills are one of the most dangerous teams in the AFC. Um, I think the Dolphins are a great team, huge turnaround from last year. I mean, last September, we were making fun of them, saying, wow, Alabama could beat them. And look at them now. They're one win away from going to the playoffs. And they have 15 picks in this upcoming draft. And they have a ton of first-round picks. So they are set for the future. But I think the Bills end their season this week. I just think the Bills' offense, uh, they're just clicking on all cylinders. I think they could score 21 in the first half, and that would be enough. So... I'm 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 I'll I'll go here. I I think I'm gonna go Buffalo as well. Now, if they if they don't rest anybody and they come out like you said, guns are blazing and playing real well and just pummeling Miami, um, then I think that they 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 win this game. But if they sit Josh Allen, bring in their backup, he's not the best backup quarterback I've seen. Uh, I haven't really seen a lot out of him. I haven't really studied the Bills in terms of their their backups and everything. But you're you're looking at a Buffalo team that is winning frankly every game that you put them in i mean they're they're just really really shining 12 and 3 on the season just nothing you would have saw last year i remember a couple years ago i was at a family reunion it was washington it was uh, ravens versus uh, buffalo and we were i mean we were calling buffalo the worst team in the league miami i mean you used to look at Miami and say, man, they're the, they're, I mean, you used to put them on the back burner with, along with um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. You didn't really look at them in terms of a, a team, in, uh, in terms of uh, winning anything. 
in uh, until very late. But they're ten and five. Miami is uh, versus a twelve and three Buffalo team that has a really good wide receiver core, um, a pretty good defense that isn't the best in the league, but can um, prevent Miami from making points. So if they if they can get a really good lead by halftime, I think they can put up twenty four by halftime. Uh, to be honest, so if they put up that lead, then I think that uh, that they can definitely win that game. Um, I think I'm gonna go Miami because I think they want to fight hard to win this game. If they win, they uh, they they at least need uh, I think uh, one of the teams to lose or whatever it is. Um, if they win, I'm pretty sure they're close to being they're in or uh, they're not in, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm gonna say Miami because um, I think it's gonna be. I think um, I don't. They haven't said who they're starting yet, but I'm pretty sure that they might start uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And if they do start him in this game, um, I'm going to say Miami wins because um, I think he he showed at the end of the game that he could he could win the game. And um, I know Buffalo's defense isn't as bad as uh, Oakland's defense, but um, I think it's going to be a shocker in this game. Um, kind of like that 49ers game, which like we didn't see coming, and then. Um, I just think it's going to be a shocker in this one. Okay, our next game, we have a couple more to get to. Um, there, there's a good chunk of games left. But Seattle at San Francisco. San Francisco coming off of a loss to um, the, um, the Cowboys last week. Um, you, you saw their team that absolutely play terribly. Seattle Seahawks, did they win against the um, the, uh, against the, the Rams? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Okay, so they're coming off of a win against the Rams that they lost to really bad the first the first time they played. So I don't know. I I'm, I I have my pick already, but I mean it, it might there might be a revenge here from uh, forty the Forty ers Well, it sounds like you're going with the Niners. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Um, I think the Seahawks defense is very suspect. I. I have a lot of questions about how far they'll go in the playoffs because they're one of those teams where any given Sunday they can look like the best team in the NFC or just an above-average team with a horrible defense and a really good quarterback. Um, But at the end of the day, they have Russell Wilson, and the 49ers have been dealing with injuries all season long. And at this point, they're just probably happy that the season's almost over. I mean, those guys have been through it and back um, as far as COVID concerns and all the injuries and – moving from San Francisco to Arizona because now Arizona is their home because their county wouldn't let them stay there because of coronavirus concerns. So I'll take the Seahawks just because the Seahawks, they're probably looking to stay on a roll heading into the playoffs and keep that offense clicking. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Seahawks as well. Um, this defense, it's uh, shown um, it's uh, better than we uh, think um, with Jamal Adams. Um yeah, I don't think the Niners' offense is built. Um, COVID has been a trouble. Um, I think if they had Garoppolo back and Kittle, like Kittle had an okay game this past uh, game versus Arizona, but I think um, um, it, they uh, could have played. Uh, they could have played better in that Arizona game. And um, I'm gonna go for Seattle because um, yeah, their defense is playing better. And yeah. So I think I'm gonna go with. You're muted, bud. Yeah, you're muted. All right. Uh, 
you're looking at a Seattle team that's been playing well very recently, um, that they won last week. San Francisco, man, they they've came through a lot of adversity this season. They they really haven't been the, the best version of the 49ers that I've ever seen. I don't I don't think that they're what they are what they are all cracked up to be. Um, I mean, Seattle. I like their I like their uh, corners and uh, linebackers on on their defense. But you're but you're looking at two wide receivers, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, that have been playing well during this um, during all this COVID and then put up a lot of fancy points. So I mean, seriously, I think that the that the Seahawks are gonna have a monster game this time. Uh, throw, throw a lot downfield to um, DK Metcalf. He's hard to cover. He's fast. He's big. He can stiff arm people. I mean, he's like a Dalvin Cook, not a Dalvin Cook, uh, um, uh, Derrick Henry of a wide receiver position. I mean, he can just push people down and get downfield as far as he needs to. So I'm going to go to Seattle in this one. So um, do you think we should go an- another game or head into we- the next segment? We just um- tend to. Yeah, I was going to say, let, let's try and wrap up because it, it usually has a timer, um, but I don't see a timer, so I don't know when it's going to cut out. Okay, so now let's head into the playoffs. And I think now I want to start with you, Jacob. Do you think, how far do you think the Ravens are making it into these playoffs? And do you think that if they face somebody like the Kansas City Chiefs, they're winning? Um, I'm going to say their highest as they can go is the championship game. I think they can go there, but the thing is, who do they have to play? I'm saying if they don't have to play the Chiefs, I think they have a very, very, very good chance of winning the game because we've we've seen uh, they beat the Colts, um, the Titans. They came close, so that's a 50, kind of 50-50 game. Pittsburgh, um, that's also 50-50, and... Um, Cleveland, if they're in, we know they can beat them. Um, Buffalo, they beat them last year, but we haven't seen them. I'm kind of scared of them right now, so I don't know if we should uh, play them, if we're going to have to play them. Miami, um, I bet we can beat Miami, but it just comes down to that one team, Kansas City, uh, which is um, our kryptonite. But um, we haven't seen how uh, uh, Unique Ngakwe has played against – him yet so we don't know um but the Ravens will be prepared if they do have to play them um I but I have a theory that Tennessee Titans could beat uh the Kansas City Chiefs because uh the Tennessee Titans I think with Derrick Henry I think they have an absolute winning shot at doing it um so yeah um yeah so basically uh yeah it's uh why I think the Okay, so I have three minutes and okay. okay. So, so I, I'm gonna go ahead and talk real quick, and then I'll be right back. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I think Ravens are de- they're definitely making the playoffs. I'm uh, I'm siding with um, uh, Mr. Uh, Ken Ken Wyman. I'm going with him. Jason Lockenfor. I mean, uh, uh, Darth Lockenfor is uh, he's on the other side. I'm. I'm Choosing the light side on this one and saying the Ravens are definitely making it into the playoffs. Yes, the Bengals are twelve and one on their last um, uh, on their last couple of uh, I'll say uh, championships, uh, their last finales. So I'm I'm going to definitely go. The Ravens uh, are going to make it in the playoffs. They might make it 
I I can say I can see them making it a little further than the championship game if they can if they can squeak in a win there. But it's going to be a very very close um, playoff run for the Ravens. I mean they've law they've they've kind of had their kryptonite with um, kryptonite with uh, Kansas City and Kansas City. You know they have. Uh, one offensive lineman that really played a part in that first game that's out. So if he, if 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 he's still out, if they have their offensive line the way it is now, I don't think that they have a good chance, uh, or they have a okay chance to win that game. But the Ravens can take advantage of that offensive line um, with their pass rushers, Unique and Gakwe, like Jacob said, uh, can be in that game and do well. Uh, they have to play the Titans. Clayus Campbell wasn't in there the, the time we played the Titans, and he was specifically gotten to play the Titans and Derrick Henry and defend against him. So if, if we see um, Clayus Campbell is healthy and in the game against Tennessee, if we have to play them, and if we have to play Kansas City, um, if our pass rushers are, are, um, are at full. Oh, Liam's glitching. Liam, turn your camera on and back off. That's okay. I'll just take it from here. Okay. I, I'm with you guys. I think the, the Ravens will make the playoffs. I think they win against the Bengals, and then they're in. Uh, the only team that really scares me right now, I know the Chiefs have been their kryptonite, but I would say the Bills worry me the most. That's the team I don't want to see in the first round, just because outside of the Bills, the Ravens are playing the best football in the AFC, in my opinion, right now. The Chiefs have been coasting over the past couple of weeks. A couple close wins. Uh, last week against the Falcons, that game should have went to overtime. Um, I don't know if they're bored with the regular season because we know that they can just turn it on whenever they want. But I've been less than impressed by the Chiefs recently. And, you know, when you go into the playoffs, you got to be playing your best football. It's all about who's the hottest, not who the best team is. Remember, when the Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2012, they lost five of their last six games. So... But then they came into the playoffs and Joe Flacco went off and he had a historical playoff run. So for the Ravens, I think it's all about just stay to who you are. In each of the past two years when they went one and done in the playoffs, they got down early and they completely abandoned their run game, which is what makes them so great is how they run the ball. And when you panic and you start throwing the ball 30, 40, 50 times with Lamar Jackson and you become one-dimensional and Lamar's not using his legs like he should, that's when they get in trouble. But I think they've realized, Lamar, just do what you do. If you got to run, instead of chuck it down the field 30 yards and hope somebody catches it or gets a play uh, pass interference, just run. Take the 10 yards. Yeah. You know, stay ahead of the chains. It's okay. And when he runs, for – People that don't watch the Ravens, they're like, oh, all he does is run and he's going to get injured eventually. But he never really takes that hard of hits because he's so fast. He's so elusive. He makes people look stupid all the time when they fall and try and tackle him. Um, he rarely takes hard hits. So if they stay to that formula, I don't see any reason why they, they aren't still Super Bowl contenders. Um, I think them stepping away with the COVID scares and everything, I think that helps them. Oh, Liam's back in. Um, but yeah, I, I think when they had to step away and they had their second strings and third strings playing against the Steelers, they had a time to look at themselves and think, all right, we got to regroup. We got to refocus. We just had coronavirus. There are more important things to life than football. And we get paid a lot of money to go out there and play football and have fun. So I think they're back to having fun. They're finding their identity, which is run the football. And Lamar's playing great. Uh, he's not turning the ball over. He's not fumbling it. He's not throwing interceptions. Right. So I think the Ravens will go as far as Greg Roman and Lamar Jackson allow them to. 
Okay, let's head over to Bengals and did we already do Bengals and Ravens? I think we. Yeah. So yeah. We'll, we'll finish off here, and me and Jacob have just a few NFL questions for you, and then we'll, we'll end things off. This is uh, Liam Hardner and Jacob Anderson on the uh, Restless Ravens Fans Podcast. Um, so we've got a few questions, and I'll, I'll go ahead and start really quick. Um, now, how far – so we already talked about how far the Ravens are going. Um, now, do you think the Ravens are going to, in this postseason, switch to mostly run game uh, because we've seen they can run run the ball down uh, game, people's throats and just ultimately win games doing that. So do you think that they're going to primarily run in the postseason if they if they get, get there? I hope so, guys. I really hope so. I was just telling Jake this is how they win. This is – what they do best is run the football. When they go away from running the football and they get pass happy, Lamar starts missing those key throws. Uh, I'm still a big believer in Lamar Jackson. Some people had their doubts mid-season because he was struggling throwing the ball. I think most of that was that the team was asking him to do too much. If you allow him to stay in his comfort zone and let him play backyard ball, if you will, which is run those read options where either where he gives it to a running back or keeps it, I think that's where he's best. And him throwing on the run, he's more accurate throwing on the run than he is standing straight up and down in the pocket. So yes, absolutely. I hope they were. I hope they stick to the run game and go with a run happy offense because when they run the ball, they control time of clock. So the other team doesn't have a chance to get on the field. So if you're facing a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen, which are great offenses, if you take one drive and it takes 15 plays and eight minutes off the clock and you get a touchdown, then they're in panic mode. Then they have to catch up. Then they have to change what their game plan is, opposed to what's happened to the Ravens, where last year against the Titans, they go for it a fourth down. They turn the ball over. The Titans get a bomb down the field and boom, you're down 14 nothing, And it's like, oh no. We can't run anymore. There's no time to run. We have to throw because we'll save more time that way. And it forced the Ravens to change their uh, their game plan. So if the Ravens impose their will on their opponent, yeah, uh, that's how they do it is by running the ball. If they don't run the ball, they're one and done. Okay, my first question is going to be, are the Bills a good team in the playoffs? We kind of already answered this, but um, <laughs> that was one of my questions. Yes, sir. They are good. Um, it all comes down to Josh Allen. Last year, Josh Allen, he looked good during the regular season. Then they blew, I believe it was a 16 nothing lead to the Texans. Right. And he just, he made boneheaded decisions. So just chucking the ball into triple coverage, trying to run. And I respect the, um, the commitment to try and get in the end zone and putting the body on the line, but he fumbled the ball trying to do that. I think he's learned a lot over the past year as far as decision making. I think he's gotten better as a passer. I think the Bills are as dangerous as anybody in the AFC. So my last question for you is, what do you think the Ravens offseason consists of? Do you think we are going to play a team like Mahomes or are we going to play the um, Steelers and the um, Titans? Or who do you think we're playing and how do you think we're, we're going to uh, – overcome the the probable um most most likely the um leads the leads that the other team has um do you want to know who i think they're going to play the first round or play in each and every round uh Um, play uh uh, probably the first and second round okay so in the first round i think it'll be the steelers and they should handle the steelers they should have beaten the steelers twice um they ran down 
they dominated the Steelers in the first game when they had all their starters. They ran for almost 300 yards. Um, so like we said, if they stick with the run game, they should be able to do that again against the Steelers. And Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been playing well. I think that is the most favorable matchup for the Ravens in the first round is facing the Steelers. I already told you I don't want to face the Bills. Um, second round, I, I don't know how that goes because we don't know who's going to be in, who's going to win that first round matchup, and who advances. I want to say it... It'll likely be the Titans or Bills because they're not going to face the Chiefs. Um, or maybe they will, actually, because they're a lower seed. I don't know. It's hard to predict that kind of thing because you just don't know who's going to be in the first round and who ad- who advances. Um, they're going to have to face the Chiefs or Bills. I will say that. I-, I don't think the Titans make it to the AFC Championship again. I think it's either the Bills, Chiefs, or Ravens. Um, so... At some point, they're going to have to get that monkey off their back. They're going to have to face the Chiefs, and they're going to have to beat them. All right, Jake, what's your last point? Okay. Um, is Lamar capable capable of beating the Chiefs? Absolutely. Absolutely. In the first game in his rookie year, he led them to almost a comeback win. They forced overtime. Lamar got the ball, and he fumbled it, and the Chiefs recovered it, and they kicked a game-winning field goal. If he doesn't fumble the ball, we could be talking about Lamar Jackson dominating the Chiefs. Um, I think he has the playmaking ability to match Patrick Mahomes. I don't think the Ravens have the same offensive weapons that Patrick Mahomes has at his disposal, but I don't think that matters because like we said, if they stick to what they do well, which is control the clock and run the ball and let Lamar do what he does and their defense is much better than the chiefs, much better. And they force turnovers that whether that's punching the ball out like Marlon Humphrey does nearly every week and Marcus Peters is doing it now or maybe they get a couple more sacks because we're starting to see that pass rush get home now that everybody's healthy to beat the Chiefs you have to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes with a few defenders and have more guys in coverage if their pass rush can stay like it's been the past two weeks 11 sacks in two weeks if they can get to him with Calais Campbell Derek Wolf Matt Judon Yannick Ngakwe just those four guys and let everybody else be back in coverage they should be able to get a few stops in key situations. And if Lamar Jackson, if he's playing like he's playing right now, absolutely he can beat the Chiefs. All right, everybody, thank you for watching. Uh, I'm Liam Hartner from Liam Hartner 4-H. And I'm Jacob Anderson from Pro Trappers. And uh, thank you guys for watching. Thank you, Mr. Alex, for joining us this uh, thank you. this time. Uh, this is, this is uh, Restless Ravens Fans Podcast with Liam Hartner and Jacob Anderson. I'll see you guys next week.